Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, November 13th. It is freezing cold in Knoxville. If you don't believe me, ask Henry Toto. He knows it's cold. He didn't know. That's good recruiting, I might add. Trying to bring a Hawaiian boy, Cali boy, here to, to climate that changes pretty frequently. Um, pretty smart not to tell him that it, it you know it's going to snow every once in a while. Yeah. Pretty smart. It's what kind of coat recruiting. do you think you bought? I hope, I imagine a really heavy coat, like the stuff we wore to Kentucky games, and like a big one of those big long ones. Yeah, and I, on past your knees. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate to break it to him, but the good news is you're going to use it a lot. That's the good news. But you also may be using it in March. And yeah, I, you never know. Yeah, I don't I don't want to tell him that, but yeah, there there may be something that um, you know, it, it'll be seventy five degrees. 80 degrees one day in March, and then the next day it'll be – you might see a little bit of snow flurries. That's just how the Tennessee weather is. I'll say this about him. I mean, he played his best game against Kentucky's, and that was cold. Yeah, I mean, maybe he was born to play in the cold, and he just doesn't know it yet. Yeah. Um, it was made for him. Speaking of Henry Toto, I totally forgot people thought he was transferring and leaving here. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's hilarious. Uh, we've got a good show for you guys. It is a bye week. We realize that. We're still talking football. Basketball is catching into full swing. Obviously, had a game last night against Murray State. I hate that we have to call it a comeback. But, hey, the, the good news is we did come back and win. That's the good news. Um, but we are going to talk about that. We do have some bye week news that allows us to talk more. We, we don't get to talk about the SEC as a whole, so we're going to do that tonight. Um, we're going to talk about some college football playoff as a, the playoff rankings got shaken up a little bit, maybe too much. And uh, NFL talk, as always, in a couple segments for you. Before we jump into the show, Landon's going to tell you guys about our friends at Commercial Bank. Guys, Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank, and they are a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank has your back every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions, life made better visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you again that's cbtn.com to find a branch near you guys go check them out any financial needs they got you yeah find google it right now i'm sure there's commercial bank really close to your house go check them out murray state man we knew they'd give us a little bit of trouble did you expect a 12 point deficit trouble I did not. I did not. I got scared, too. I thought, whew, well. And it sucked because, you know, one thing I don't <coughs> think people are talking about enough, they talk about the lackluster first half that both Jordan Bowden and John Fulkerson had, and they did. I mean, I can't disagree with that. That's yeah. factual. They were also in foul trouble really early. Really early. John Fulkerson out of the game real early with three fouls. Two of those, very questionable. Ticky-tack. Yeah, and then Jordan Bowden had two real early. But uh, one, the dude, like, stepped on his foot. I don't really understand how he's supposed to avoid that. Yeah. I mean, I, I just... Are they, were they SEC officials, I'm guessing? Well, uh, I'm, I'm assuming. I don't... Yeah, I, have no I mean... Idea. I don't you can't know. be surprised. I mean, you got to know some of that's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. You just expect it. But, um, obviously, you don't... Like I said, you don't want to come back from Murray State. That doesn't want to be something that you have to say. But, you know, I, I kind of like that, especially a team like this, that's going to be having to fight and grind for wins in SEC play, or really, obviously, anywhere, mm-hmm. um, had to come from behind early. Maybe kind of got some of those jitters and, you know, um, 
nerves out of the way. I don't, I don't know. I, I do kind of like that we had to come from behind early in the season. You'd go and play a top 25 team in Washington um, on Saturday. You're, you're probably going to trail at some point in the game. I don't see you. You, you trailed against UNC Asheville yeah. at, at one point. I don't see you um, controlling a lead for the whole game and maybe late in the game against a team like Washington. I haven't seen them play this year. Um, that's that's not good for you know being able to uh, preview them or anything, but I haven't seen them play this year. Um, but I don't expect you know it to be an easy game considering they're a top 25 team. Yeah, and it was, I mean, this game was just a tale of two halves. It was, you know, Murray State hitting threes. They're out-rebounding us. You know, we had some guys off the court um, due to fouls that we, I feel like, would have made a difference, especially Jordan Bowden, the way he heated up in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you needed those two. You needed Lamonte. You needed Jordan Bowden to play like all SEC players. And in that second half, they played like all SEC players. Absolutely, and um, you know, talking about Lamonte, he struggled from the, he struggled shooting, and, and being able to find another way to impact the game is huge, especially for players who we I said that I think we're going to need you know close to twenty points, if not twenty points, from both Lamonte and Bowden um, uh, in each game to win. I, I didn't consider that Lamonte would be able to be a you know uh, tough for opponents in terms of distribution. I didn't expect that. Yeah. Um, but he was, and then I also didn't expect Pons to be able to score 20 points a game when I said that. So a guy had – Ponce had 19 points, four rebounds, and four blocks. Um, I didn't expect that when I originally when I said that going into this year. Yeah, we're talking about a guy who's averaged 2.2 points per game last yeah. year. And now he has 34 points through two games. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, right that averaging 17. That's something like that. that. That's, that's um, I, I would like to see him make more of an impact rebounding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he go. I, I got really – I think our whole team goes for the putback way too often. Um, just, just get the board, just yeah. get the board. Uh, we, we struggled rebounding early on, especially, but we were actually able to re- out rebound them by exactly one. Uh, but you out rebound them and that's big, especially when you were, you, they weren't much taller than us, but they were taller than us. Um, so uh, the fact that you were able to out rebound them, obviously in the second half is big. Uh, another thing about Lamonte and he did a little bit more in the second half. He's going to have to be a little bit more forceful and go into the hole. Uh, we don't drive. I think enough. everybody, everybody. Josiah yeah. James is another example. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not you're not going to get easy looks inside. You're not going to be able to just go to someone like Fulkerson or um, uh, uh, Kumwa. I believe that's how you say his name. Um, you're not going to be able to just go to you know like Grant Williams or some at points Admiral Schofield, um, even Kyle Alexander towards the end of the year. You're not going to be able to just look inside, go to him, and let them make a play. You're going to have to drive, penetrate, dish, be ready to shoot. You're going to have to make plays driving to the hole. It's not going to come as easy as it did last year. And obviously Grant Williams had to battle for those. But in terms of you just throwing it inside and letting him work, it's not going to come that easy. Yeah. Uh, you're really going to have to try to create stuff while working to the hole. You, you mentioned that it's going to take everybody doing it. Um, we definitely did a lot better job of working uh, off the baseline. Excuse me. Uh, even Barnes uh, mentioned that at the at, at the pre- at his press conference. Um, it's just going to take a lot more. Uh, aggressiveness, I guess, is the way to say it. Mm-hmm. Just being aggressive, really driving the ball. I feel like we stayed a lot, a lot on the perimeter, especially in the first half, and that's not going to open up anything up. Yeah, I feel like we just kind of dribbled around and passed and dribbled around and passed. Like, there was no kind of, like, movement toward the basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were, we were able to let them build this shell. And yeah. we it was like we were just kind of looking for open shots outside that shell, and mm-hmm. we made it really easy to defend. And then when you missed, really easy for them to grab rebounds because they're working inside out on you. Yeah, I mean, 
I said it earlier, it's a tell between two halves. I mean, Murray State come out firing. They're 8 for 14 from three. Um, they're winning the rebounding battle at halftime, 22 to 10. And then, obviously, the score is 44 to 35. And then they come out in the second half, they're one from nine from three. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they come out – we didn't think they could miss, and they, they come out and start missing. I feel like that gave us some confidence. We started knocking down shots. We kept them from getting rebounds. We out-rebounded them in the second half, 25-12, to 12, um, and then outscored them 47-19. to 19. So, I mean, it was – I feel like this team is – it reminds me of the football team. I mean, it, we're a second-half team. Like, they're on, they're on yeah. the same page right now. We came out – and I'd rather be a second-half team than a first-half team. If I have to choose, yeah. yeah. I have to choose, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it, and it, we seemed to struggle shooting early on, seemed like, especially Lamonte. He seemed like he just couldn't buy anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was pretty impressed to see that we finished 50% from the field and 55% from three. Yeah, For, and I think what helps that a lot is, uh, especially UNC Asheville to, to Murray State, those two guys had 10 turnovers combined. In this game, they had zero. Zero. We had nine total as a team yeah. matched with our 21 assists. That's that's a good ratio. Yeah, I think we were much more selective in our shots and, and how we – in the second half, I think we were more aggressive, but we were also smart how we were aggressive. Mm-hmm. We weren't just going at them for going at them's sakes. Yeah. Because uh, you do have to be smart about it. And and those two, you know, they're going to have to play like all SEC players to win basketball games. Mm-hmm. That's just how it's going to have to be. So, they're, they're we're going to need that production. We're going to need more from our bench. I think Kumwa is the only one – Johnson had seven, so we. Had, I mean, eighteen from eighteen points total from our bench isn't terrible, especially when you consider three, three of those guys were freshmen. Am I including Pember in that, or is it four freshmen coming off the bench? Uh, Pember, Kumal, Gaines. Okay, so three total. Um, Gaines didn't have any points, right? Nope. Yeah, neither so, did Pember. Yeah. So you know, considering the three of those guys were freshmen, um, it's definitely gonna be tough. But I mean, eighteen. When you look at those eighteen points from your bench, that's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um. When you look at the other stat categories, they didn't register a lot more uh, other than points. But uh, I, I like Kumwa. I think he can. I think he's going to make a really good impact this year. Uh, he's definitely got to play a little bit more physical. Uh, but I mean, that's all of our freshmen. That's freshmen in general. Uh, yeah. Looking Kentucky. I know we're going to laugh at Kentucky, and I, and I hate to. Bur- I'm not trying to burst anyone's bubble. They lost to Evansville. That's hilarious. They're <laughs> going to be a good team though by the end of the year. I mean, yeah. that's just how it is. They're right. freshmen. They're young. You know, they are talented, but they're they're. They haven't played a lot of college basketball. And yeah. even though it's Evansville, it is faster than what they've got, come from. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's hilarious, and we should definitely laugh at them. Don't let up. Put on more steam. Um, but they're going to be better come the end of the year, come the time we see them. Yeah, and I, and I feel like that's – I feel like Rick Barnes has done a good job of us playing our best basketball at the end of the year. Well, and hey, I meant to add – I need to add on. Our freshmen are going to be better by the time we see them. Yeah. Josiah James, I expect, to be making a, a much bigger impact Come conference play. I mean, look look at what Rick Barnes was able to do in Ponds from this year, so far this year, mm. from last year. I mean, I mean, look at look at Grant Williams, Jordan Bone, Admiral Schofield. Those guys, he can develop guys, mm-hmm. and so I, I feel like these these guys have the the tools and everything to be good players, especially down the stretch this year. We're gonna need them to be absolutely, um, yeah, especially Kumal. You know, he's gonna have to with us not getting Urosh. I'm not Eligible. giving up, baby. Free him. Free, free Roosh. Free my man. I, hey, um, and how awesome would it be if we go from learning how to play this basketball? Because even if we had him, how much can he really – like how many minutes can he really register? How I mean, many blocks if, are we going to have with Ponds? insane. Averaging like three or four. Fulgerson's going to have a couple. Fulgerson's going to do everything. He's going to have yeah. steals, blocks. Dunks. 
Yeah, dunks. Dunks. A lot of fouls. Rebounds. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it would definitely help if we had Urosh because I feel I, like John Fulgerson is going to be our Grant Williams of last year with right. the fouls. I hope he uh, gets, like, cleared in, like, a month. Uh, maybe less than a month. Before, I guess before. Yeah, a month would be fine. Sooner the better. Before Memphis. But how awesome would it be if, I mean, we're learning to play this, I guess, small ball. Even when, I, you know, like people like Kumar or Fulgerson are in, it's still not. No, it's doesn't like, look like regular basketball. No. Um, so how awesome would it be if we're, if we're learning to play this guard b- basketball? Then we get a big man, so we can kind of go back to that traditional. But when he goes out, it's fine. We played a month without him. Like mm-hmm. we know how to play this ball. Yeah, it's just that's just good practice right there. <laughs> and then yep. you have you have a seven third for SEC play. I don't I don't think he'll get eligible. I, I do want to say if if you let Wiseman, which Wiseman would just technically be ineligible, not more not for just a year, he'd be ineligible forever, right? If this comes out to be what it is. Oh, if he don't play this season, he's going to the. He's going to the NBA regardless. Right. I'm just saying, if they rule him ineligible, he'd be ineligible for like life, right? Because he got paid or whatever. Technically, Javante Smart didn't. I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. Yeah, I don't I know what that. the NCAA is doing. Because Javante Smart shouldn't have played, and he played like every game. Yeah, I I, I realize Wiseman and Devonte or Devonte <coughs> are different scenarios, but I feel like if Wiseman's eligible, which I know I realize they technically declared him ineligible, but they're fighting it, so I guess he could become eligible. Yeah. Then, um, then uh, what was I say? Oh, then Uros should be. I don't. I don't understand. So Chase Young gets the two game reduction from his suspension for getting a family friend loan. Yeah, I don't think he should have been suspended. I don't really. I don't here's, either. Here's but, my issue with the Penny Hardaway thing: is we're we're watch, we're looking at. I feel like we're getting off track. I'm sorry. We're looking at a coach recruiting in high school. Like he brought Wiseman. Let's not bullcrap this and sugarcoat it. He brought Wiseman from Nashville to play for his AAU team and his high school team. Yeah. And Tito Basile just didn't bat an eye. And, like, this is all going on, and Tito Basile is still like, who cares? And then the NCAA, I don't know I don't know how to look at it from an NCAA perspective. I mean, I, it's just I feel dumb. like – It's just dumb. Yeah. I mean, I don't see how people are confused by it. He was obviously a booster to Memphis – he was um, he had given money to the basketball program while he was before he was coach. Yeah, he's obviously a booster. I don't I don't know how that's confusing to them. They're like, how can you be a coach and a booster? He wasn't the coach when all this happened. You morons! Yeah. Like that's that's what that's why he's in trouble. Yeah, and but yeah, so I yeah, and then the Chase Young thing. His I don't know what the family loan was for, but it just seems like it seems like fifteen. What was it? Fifteen hundred dollars? And he paid it all back. And like, oh, it was to fly his girlfriend out to the Rose Bowl. It. And he paid it back within like a month and a half. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he should have yeah. been suspended either, but he got a reduction. Yeah. But our man Urosh can't move back. Right. To move back home. Yeah. Also, I'm curious, The let's look at it from the Wiseman situation from an eligibility standpoint. Even if he gets his eligibility back, wouldn't he still be ineligible for these games? Like, he was declared ineligible. You're um, appealing it. Regardless of whether he gets his eligibility back, he's ineligible currently. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna, I mean, I know they lost the other night, but any game you win, you're going to vacate. It'd be like uh, it'd be like us playing Uros while we're appealing it. He's still ineligible, whether he gets his eligibility or not. He was ineligible for these games. That, you can't so play that, him. That's what I'm thinking. They're kind of doing the Javante Smart thing, where it's just like, oh well, just like the Reggie Bush thing. Like 
he still technically won a Heisman. Oh no, but he he wasn't going through all that while he was in school, right? Well, yeah, I mean it's it, it's similar essentially. It's essentially similar to the well, no, that's a little bit different because the Cam Newton situation happened in like week eleven. Mm-hmm. But you know that they were like, well, we'd have to vacate these other ten wins. We might as well just keep playing them. Yeah. But the the Wiseman thing, I don't, I just don't get it because like this, this is the start of the season. That's why I don't get it. Well, I, I just don't understand. He's <coughs> I get that you're appealing it. Fair, appeal it. You should. You should appeal anything like that that happens. Uh-huh. But he's ineligible. Regardless of whether he gets his eligibility back or not, you're gonna have to vacate these wins because he is currently ineligible. Yeah. Like it's it's like a no guy, matter if he gets eligible or not, he's yeah, you're still he, playing him. He's playing in the let's say he gets eligible in a month. You played him for an entire month that he was ineligible. You'll have to vacate those wins. It'd be like a guy who's like, all right, he's gonna be suspended for four games, and you're like, oh, well, I'm gonna play him. It's like no, you you can't do that. Like we realize he's gonna come back, but you can't play him for four games. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, well, we'll play him for the first quarter then. No. That's not how that works. No. But I, I don't know. I don't understand it all. No one understands. That's the thing about the NCAA. No one understands it. Yep. Like, Philip Fulmer was on WNML the other day, and they are like, they asked him, would you like a better explanation when these things come down? He's like, yeah. If a guy who's been around the game longer than anybody making these decisions at the NCAA, and he doesn't understand it, there's no way you do. No. There's no way. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's 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 wild, but back back to Tennessee basketball. I guess we are kind of talking about because of Urosh, because um, we do desperately need him eligible. But Murray State, speaking of big men, they had some impressive big men. What about that? Uh, I should have wrote his name down. The guy that came in and could move. Coward can pass. Uh, coward. 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 I believe. Yeah. Um. So when he came in, I was like, um, bringing in the defensive tackle against a team that can move pretty quickly is bold. That was his uh, only assist, apparently. But he moved allegedly. He moved like a freaking outside linebacker. Size of D lineman moved like an outside linebacker. I was very impressed. I was like, sign him, Rick Barnes. Recruit him. Why don't you pull him over after the game and tell he him? He's a senior, so I don't know if he can be a grad transfer. But if so, then we're going to need him. Yeah, I like the I like the way he moved. I was like, that's I like the way he moved. I was like, that's pretty impressive for a big man to do. Yep. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. Like I said, you never want to come from behind against Murray State. But maybe it's good you kind of got that comeback out of you. You won by 19. I mean, you can't really be that mad. I mean, Jordan Bowden lit it up. Yeah, after sitting most of the first half. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe he's got to go back to coming off the bench. Maybe that's what he's got to do. Whatever Whatever it – Yeah, yeah. Whatever it takes. Speaking of coming off the bench, is JG the starter or is he forever – first off, wouldn't he be the 12th man in football? Yeah, I don't get it. Apparently, yeah. Jeremy Pruitt called him sixth man. I don't, I don't think. Is it because Texas A&M has it trademarked? You can't say uh, yeah, it. Yeah, they'll, they'll sue it? you over that, God, too. Dang it. Everybody just, yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody has anybody <laughs> got the sixth man? Uh, maybe we'll get it. Maybe JG will get it. <laughs> He's the official football sixth man. Maybe he was referring to our depth chart. Like, we have five quarterbacks in front of him. And he stepped up, and he was a sixth man. Yeah, even Kasim <laughs> Hill. He's ineligible. Yeah. But allegedly. you count you count him. Yeah, he can still play. Right. Apparently, you vacate your wins. <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah. just play them all. Play yeah. all the ineligible guys. Exactly. D'Angelo Gibbs is coming out this week. Um, I wouldn't hate that. Who el- Who else? Is he moved back to wide receiver? Did they ever say? I feel like he is. Okay. Because I, I know he played Lynn Bowden Jr. on uh, scout team, so I'd say he's on offense. Yeah. I guess. So you, yeah, he's eligible this year. So this De- so D'Angelo Gibbs in the Wildcat next year? Question mark. 
So he's going to be the the fifth quarterback. We lose Juwan, D'Angelo Gibbs. Is, D'Angelo Gibbs. So I, JG's yeah. still going to be a six man. It begs the question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> JG's six man. Um, yeah, I mean, so it's 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 bye week. Uh, a much much needed bye week for Tennessee. I think. I I mean I don't I don't think we necessarily need it for our opponents in terms of preparation. I don't mean that. It's we've got a couple guys banged up, a couple guys actually injured. Um, mm-hmm. This week to get healthy for the final two games where you absolutely need a win, you need at least one win. Um, pretty big to to get this full week full week of rest and uh, try to get healthy. Yeah, I mean it, it's all about you know. Bryce Thompson, he's been um, held back with injury. Darnell Wright, JG's hand. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, we went through a, a gauntlet. So, we're we're banged up. We we got out with wins. That's good. Yeah. Now we'll rest up and get ready for the – we got two more games. That you really should – you should win both. I think yeah. we'll be favored and we'll definitely be favored against Vandy. There's a chance we're favored against Missouri. It's at Missouri in the cold. <coughs> uh, I think that helps us. <laughs> oh yeah, the cold or well, like maybe I don't know. Well, it I depends. just I mean maybe I just think I feel like they they're more into throwing it, but yeah, they should have. I mean, Kelly Bryant. But apparently we were too last it, yeah last Saturday. So it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to you know Kelly to get warm. I, I'm curious if Kelly Bryant plays this week. Do you play him against? You know, a team. Let's just be honest. You, I guess you shouldn't say nobody will win because Evansville beat Kentucky in basketball. But you're not going to win. You're not going to beat Florida. Do you just rest Kelly Brown or to hopefully get a win over Tennessee? I don't even know who their last opponent is. Is it Arkansas? They play Florida and Georgia. I'm pretty sure. So they go Florida. Us, they they play Georgia. Georgia. They play Georgia. So then they have Florida, then us, right? And then Georgia. Or no, they. Wait, what now? So they they already played Georgia. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then they play yeah. Florida. I was and then who's their last game? Is that Arkansas? Is that when they play Arkansas? Mm, probably. Oh, they played Arkansas already. God, Arkansas terrible. <laughs> yeah, they are. And getting worse. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. I was looking at their so they lost another commit. They have zero offensive commits Whew. in their twenty twenty class. The good news is they've got guys saying that they're like open to Arkansas. They're just opening their commitment back up. Yeah, that's the good news for them. Yeah, it is. It is, it is Arkansas yeah. after us. So you've got you, they've got potential to grab two wins. They could get bowl eligible because they've got five wins, right? Yep. Yeah, so they could get bowl eligible too, Missouri. Yeah, they don't need a win from us. They just need one from Arkansas. Right, right. But I'm saying they won't get one from Florida. No. They have better potential to get one against us. They should get one from Arkansas. Hopefully, they play Kelly Bryant. If they is- if they lose out, does Barry Odom get fired? Oh yeah, think got so. to. Interesting. I'm just curious. It's got to be tough to. It's got to be tough to get these guys motivated. You've had, you've had some unfortunate though. Because I don't there's know no, there's no expectation with Missouri. I mean, I know they're better than Arkansas, but at least Arkansas has some sort of history. I don't know anything about Missouri. Exactly. Yeah, I don't either. So like, does <laughs> anybody could, really care? They could have really high expectations for all. Yeah. I know. I mean, I mean, they hired Derek Dooley. Does anybody really care? Yeah, that's. No, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I. I think he might get the benefit of the doubt this year just because the whole uh, postseason ban. Like, it's got to be tough to motivate guys week to week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially, like, you've had some really tough tough luck go your way. I, I didn't watch the Wyoming game. I still don't know what happened there. But you lost an opener to Wyoming. That Kentucky game was just wild in terms of the weather and trying to contain Lynn Bowden Jr. I mean, <coughs> that's yeah. – yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know either. 
Um, but what about Elijah Simmons redshirting? That's nice. Yeah, I see. You can. Play, he's only played in two games, so he can play the the last two, or you can, can save him for that bowl game. Yeah. Never know. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. I um, mean, we'll keep him for another year. Speaking of that, speaking <laughs> before we get into other stuff, so um, did you see where um, I think it was Darrell Taylor was talking about who would be the like starting five? <laughs> who would you say? See, I don't know, just because like it's tough to really. So first off, he's had Tim Jordan at point guard. I gotta trust him. We're not gonna know what anyone's handles are like, so I'm gonna, trust I'm gonna say Juwan. I want the. I want Jawan. Uh, I think Jawan's like a, a a guard forward combo. I think he's going to be that three, maybe the two. I want him. I want him bringing the ball. I want the ball in his hands. I don't know if he's got the speed to do it. You know, Tim Jordan's got the speed. Just got to have finesse, baby. He's not a finesse player though. He's hit you in the mouth player. That's why I'm saying that he's a yeah. He's going to go to the hole. That's he, what that's what we need. <laughs> he's a, he's a guard forward combo. He's at Grant Williams. He's going to get some contact in there. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've got. I think I'm gonna go Jawan at the three. I'm gonna go Callaway at the two. They said he could shoot, and he was a baller. That's what they say. Um, and I'm gonna go. I'll just trust. I'll trust Darrell Taylor, and I'll go t- uh, Tim Jordan at the at the one. Darrell Taylor says he's the real deal, so I guess him at the four, at the five. I think I'm gonna go Darrell Middleton. That kid can move, and he's yeah, huge. Yeah, I would say Middleton at the five. I'll go Elijah Simmons <laughs> at the four. <laughs> So we're you're taking be, you're we're taking Daryl Taylor out of his own mind. I want like Stokes and Maimon in the in <laughs> the take, paint. You're taking Daryl Taylor out of his own five. Out of his own starting five. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> I mean uh <laughs> this is my starting five now. Is JG the sixth man on this team? Oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> um but I, I I probably wouldn't put Tim Jordan. I don't know if he can ball or not, but I would say I've seen Tyler Burb play football and I've seen him bowl. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he can play basketball and he's fast. So maybe put him at the one. And then I'll probably I'll probably say Callaway. I mean, and here's Callaway the thing. Callaway and Jawan. I mean, Jawan can bring the ball to the court still at the three. Your boy LeBron does it all the time. I'll I'll, I'll go Darrell Taylor. You can be the sixth man, JG. <laughs> Sorry, your seventh man in this scenario. Your twelfth man in this scenario. <laughs> yeah. It's reverse. Sorry, it's reverse. Um, yeah, no, I I think it. I mean, I'd love to see him. I mean, Brian Maurer is obviously the best because he wears a sleeve, right? right? He's he's got to be a shooter. He's got to be your sharpshooter. Yeah. He's the Tyler Hero yeah. of our team. Now he's that Purdue guy. Screw Tyler Hero. <laughs> um, I'd love to see videos of them beating up Robbie on, Hummel? on Samir Mills. Is that who you're talking about? Sure, I don't know. The dude who <laughs> shot lights out on us. I don't Oh, I know who you're talking about, yeah. Um Yeah, I'd love to see videos of them just absolutely demolishing some some uh intramural teams. Now I don't want to see you Trevor Lawrence just fighting kids. <laughs> don't don't do that. Yeah. Can you hit Trevor Lawrence though? Like well, that's what people were like. That's what that poor kid from Clemson like. He didn't do anything to Trevor Lawrence. Like, I think Trevor Lawrence had a screen on him, from like a full a full court press screen, or maybe it was the other way around. Okay, that kid might be stupid. I can't remember the video, but <laughs> you can't fight Trevor Lawrence. Like, if you were to win or hurt him, you lose. Like, that is a lose lose. Oh yeah, scenario. you get kicked out of school yeah. and like you'll never get a job anywhere. Yeah, that, well, maybe in Alabama. Maybe she got to move to Tuscaloosa. Oh God, that's even worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, it's like exile. Yeah. The The good news is that this bye week's been really quiet and really slow. The bad news is that means K&S is just having to dig up some absolute bull crap. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about that real quick before we get into anything else. Um, because this article's really stupid, and you all need to know that the K&S is stupid. And I know you already know that, but let's hear it reiterated. Um, first off, 
they need to understand before they come out, you know, before they're like, you guys just aren't, you know, we have to report this. Um, you know, this is really John going to John. Yeah, John's going to John. John <laughs> didn't even write this, which is very surprising. Who wrote it? Um, I'm trying to find it now to pull up her name. First off, KNS, I need you to understand, I hate that I did this, but I was going to be fair to you. I was going to be fair, and I paid the $3 for three months or whatever. To be fair, I feel like I needed to read the article. I didn't just need to read the uh, the caption or the title. I needed to be fair, and I was. And um, Caleb giving them clicks, man. I am. I mean, I they did what they wanted to do, but I was like, I'm going to be fair. The title was UT administrators received more than 75 complaints about the football team, many of them from people with ties to law enforcement. And it goes on, talks about Jeremy Banks, the situation. First off, Jeremy Banks got kicked off the team. Yeah, why is it, why is this even a thing? <coughs> All of the, he's gone. That that one problem is gone. Okay, next. What's next? Yeah. So, don't know why this is a thing. Then you go on to say you have quotes from the Greene County Sheriff. I don't know the Greene County Sheriff personally. I don't care to know him. Yeah. But here's my biggest issue with the Greene County Sheriff. He talks about how they've heard from other people in law enforcement in Knoxville and all that, that the football players are disrespectful. First off, that means you're just throwing out stuff that you don't know is true. It's un, it like you. It's not factual evidence. You're not just going, oh, here's all these incidents that have happened under Jeremy Pruitt's watch. The football team is disrespectful. No, you're just saying stuff you've heard. We don't even know if that's coming from actual Knoxville police officers. We have no idea. And you're calling Randy Boyd and telling him you should fire Jeremy Pruitt? Over what? Over something? If we fired every single supervisor or anybody in charge for anything their subordinate did, you'd be firing people all the time. I wonder what... All the time. Do you think Randy Boyd actually answered the phone? They said they emailed him and then eventually called him. Or I think... They got so many emails about like from the Greene County Sheriff and other people that they finally just had Philip Former call them just to I think just to sometimes with these you know like in, like customers in retail you've worked in retail a lot of us have worked in retail sometimes you just go out there smile and say I'm so sorry I'll, I'll tell That's you it. you just got you just I'll got, tell you exactly what that Greene County Sheriff did he was like oh dude if they call me back I'm gonna let them have it blah 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna go off and um oh they're calling. Hey, Phil, how are yeah. you, buddy? That's you know exactly how it went. Well, and apparently they're boycotting it and looking for another football team. Go cheer for freaking Tusculum. Why not? Is that the, is that, that's Green County, right? Uh, damn near. I, th- <laughs> I think, I mean, there's probably like seven Green Counties in Tennessee. Who knows? Yeah, I've never. He could be the freaking Green County Sheriff in Kentucky. I, th- I think you're right. I think that is, yeah. Greenville, Green yeah. County. You it, get it. Here's my next question. So you're really, really disappointed really disappointed with the uh, the way that the University of Tennessee football players treat law enforcement officers. Why are you not calling KPD? Because they have 10 people, I don't know how many, a lot of people, a lot of police officers being investigated for how they treat citizens. Why are you not calling them concerned? Yeah. That, I, I mean, listen, I, I have no problem with anybody. Uh, I don't have a problem with the Greene County Sheriff. I, I don't think you should have made this public it's not a good look because anything that happens in green county now that's going to show up mm-hmm. they're gonna be like oh you have a problem with the ut football team but this happened so you better cover your tracks how many meth houses are in green county <laughs> you better cover your tracks and then in terms of you know disrespect and respect you associated yourself with knoxville law enforcement which is fine you're in law enforcement you should support each other but you can't okay what kpd has been doing and then call consistently randy boyd or email them, expect a call from Philip Former when you've got this going on in your own place. So just make sure you know what, what you're doing. 
Just be smart about it. And then KNS, the fact that you run this crap. Why are you running this crap? I don't know. John's gonna John. John's gonna John. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I have no clue. It's I have ridiculous. no answer. It's it is. It's I don't know. It's just it's not. It's not smart. It's, I mean, it's just a way to throw shade at a program that you cover, and I, I just don't. I don't understand why you want to shine. If you want to shine bad light on something because you think that's right, that's fine. But if you're just doing it out of spite for some reason, that that yeah. makes no sense. That makes you look like an ass. Right. I, I don't understand what all's like. I don't know what's happened in the last five, ten years since John Adams has been here. All I know is that since John Adams has been here, everyone in Knoxville has had a problem with him. I don't understand how he has a job. Yeah. Because he's known for these yeah, because I mean, idiots like Caleb would go pay three dollars for the article. Exactly. It, if he's if he's making that full three dollars off me, because I've already canceled it. Three months, it's up. I paid three bucks because I was going to be fair. Oh, like you I, canceled it. You you're not even clicking any, anymore. I get three months. I paid three dollars. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know if you just like pay three dollars immediately canceled. Uh, not, not even clicking on another one. No, no, no. I, just, I mean, I I probably won't. I try not to click on. You don't want to click like. Um, Garantano through the years or something like that. Ah, sometimes. You got me. You got me. Sometimes I like to look at his pictures through the yeah. years. See, Half of them are shot total. <laughs> exactly. I like to look at shot total. Um, yeah, I just I don't understand. Like you said, if there's something severely wrong with the, foot, the program as a whole, fine. But they took care of the problem, and you're telling them that Jeremy Pruitt should be fired? For going, if you don't agree that someone getting like arrested and hauled off to jail for that is ridiculous... I don't know what to tell you. And it's also, I mean, yeah, he should have shown up to court. <coughs> You're absolutely right. But what? what's the point in taking him to jail for that? I mean, I'll, I'll say this. If you didn't have, like, any prior knowledge of, like, what, like, if I had to go to court, I would ask, I'd be asking a lot of people, first of all, like, okay, what do I have to do? Like, what do I wear? <laughs> like, I, I would have no clue. But, I mean, this kid is straight out of high school, and we're, like, well, he he's been in college for a year. I, I hope he's learned. I hope he's learned his lesson. Yeah, yeah, I mean, abso- absolutely. But we we can't just yeah say like he knew like he had to show up. Like he probably didn't even know where to go. No, I wouldn't and, know where to go. No, and he like like he needed to do it. He's yeah. wrong. He was in the wrong. He, he should have asked somebody. Yeah. He was in the wrong. But the bottom line is, he shouldn't have said what he said. He should have gone to court. He did all these and he took all these steps. And you know what? Jeremy Pruitt decided it was time to part ways with him because he didn't take those steps. Yeah. What else can Jeremy Pruitt do? That's it. Yeah. He, he also asked that he doesn't haul off his player to jail for not showing up to a court for a traffic ticket. You would ask the same thing if you're if the cop if a police officer called you and they were about to haul your son or daughter off to jail. You'd go really over a traffic ticket, not showing up to court. Can we just take care of this real quick? You'd ask the same thing. Oh, the yeah. Green County Sheriff would ask the same thing. Absolutely. And then, you know, Jerry Banks dug himself a hole and he's having to get himself out of it now. It looks like he's taking steps to do so. You're you're doing why are we not hearing a story about him you know, going and doing his due diligence and whatever it looks like he maybe was told to do it. And if he was, whatever, he did it. To go spend time with law enforcement to make up for whatever he did. Yeah. Well, why is that not a story? But we got to hear. We got to see. I had to. I had to read an article today about how some police officers called Philip Fulmer and told him to fire Jeremy Pruitt. Sure, yeah. whatever. I'd hate for a nineteen-year-old kid to make a stupid mistake. I'd hate for it. Yep. I'd hate for it. Whoo! I'm heated now. Let's get some uh, positive news going. So, uh, well, uh, 
Oh, is it still with bi-week news? You yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so, do that, do that. so we have some guys that were awarded some uh, accolades, so I'll go ahead and kind of share those with you. So Daniel Batuli, first of all, awarded SEC Player of the Week. It's twice this year, right? Tip your hat. That's three in a row for Tennessee. So right. you had Batuli, you had Bryce Thompson, you had Batuli again. Um, then Juwan Jennings was added to the Boletnikov. Is that how you said it? Blitnikoff. 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 Thanks. Yeah. So. Something like that. Uh, award watch list. He's winning the fan vote. Will he win the other one? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I mean, maybe not, but. I mean, if, you, it, if you haven't watched him play this year, and I think someone said there were 550 people, 50 people that voted, that means that 550 people probably didn't watch him play. They're not all of them, at least. Um, you're probably not going to vote for him because you're probably just going to look at the stats. And that's fine. That's fair. It's, that's what happens. Um, it's just the way it goes. <coughs> so I doubt he wins, uh, you know. But, yeah, hey. he probably doesn't win that award, but if you want to put it out to the, the fans to vote, Tennessee players are going to win exactly. nine times out of ten. Yeah. But I think the fan vote only gets one. So he'll get he'll probably get like he, – and he may win. I, I you know I don't know. I, he's a – you never know. I just He's a dog. I mean, if he goes out and – I think he's got to get to 1,000 yards. I think that's yeah. – if he has a couple touchdowns these last few games, you put it into whoever votes for that crap. Right. Um, right. But I, I'd vote for him. <laughs> I would – um, my bias would not show at all. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, so Darrell Taylor accepted an invite to play in the Reese's Senior Bowl. I think that's good for him. I mean, he leads. He's tied for the SEC in sacks. Um, I mean, I, I think there'll be a lot of seniors on this team that end up going there. I think Daniel Batuli, Nigel Warrior, Juwan Jennings, Mark West Galloway. I think those guys probably get in there as well. Yeah. Um, we accepted that. Trey Smith is up for Man of the Year. Man of the year, but it's a fun fact too. It's a Jason Witten Man of the Year award. Yeah, so so he has to win, right? Balls on balls on balls. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, solid. Absolutely. So uh, some somebody was asking me, um, about I think I, I tweeted out about how Jeremy Pruitt could win five SEC games this year, and that's that'd be the most that Butch Jones won in his tenure at Tennessee. Yeah. And then in that in in that year in 2015 he did beat the teams he should have beat he beat Missouri South Carolina Vanderbilt Kentucky, um, and and who else? Missouri South Carolina Vanderbilt Kentucky that's just four. Yeah, but like those those are the four like you I think whoever the West opponent was whoever that was who would bring you in 15? I don't know. Yeah, we brought somebody in 15. Who would that have been? Ah, oh, that was, we that. lost to Arkansas. That was Arkansas. Was that 15? Right? That was Arkansas, yeah. So, would he – I don't think he ever had five wins, did he? Yeah, he did have five. Georgia, Florida. Georgia, Florida. He didn't beat South Carolina. Didn't beat A&M. I don't remember the five. You beat – you didn't beat Vandy. You beat Kentucky in 16. <coughs> it was 15 that, that he won five. So, it was, it was Missouri – Vanderbilt, Kentucky, South Carolina, and then it had to be. We beat Georgia that year, right? We did beat Georgia in fifteen. Yes, yeah. we did beat Georgia in fifteen. Okay, right. so there you go. Yeah, so he he won five games. So Jeremy Pruitt has a chance to win five games, and he has a chance to beat the teams that he should beat. Yeah, and you know, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, he he shouldn't be rewarded for something he should have done." I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But if you looked at where we came from, taking care of business yeah. is the first step 
and headed in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, so if you you beat the lower level teams, then you put yourself in a position to compete with Georgia, Florida. And at the, I mean, a lot of people too at the beginning of the year, I think would have only given them four SEC wins because I think most people would have said you lose to Mississippi State, right? I feel like a lot of people were thinking that was not. Yeah, an easy like game. You, you lose Mississippi State or South Carolina. Yeah. So I feel like you were, we were only giving him four wins. So was he really doing what he should have done, or did he slightly exceed expectations? Yeah, I think I mean, only. I think we say he's doing what he should have done because he goes seven and five. It, yeah, if, four. if we take those first two games out, yeah, even even if we just take because we thought Utah or BYU was a decent opponent, so if you just take Georgia State out, mm. I feel like he's exceeded expectations because I picked him seven and five. Uh you picked him six and six, right? Uh, six and six, seven and five, something like that. Yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like the majority of fans that kind of knew where this program was mm-hmm. picked something like that. Yeah, I think what hinders him, what's going to hold him back, and someone said, you know, you lost Georgia State. Fair, you lost Georgia State. You're not going to be. That's not going to be forgotten ever. Now yeah. that can be slightly forgiven. It'll be, I think, forgiven if you end up going seven and five this year, just because you had to claw back to do that. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that can be kind of forgiven, not necessarily forgotten. We're always going to remember that because you lost Georgia State. It sucks. It's just the way it works. Um, this is results driven, and we'll get into that when we talk college football playoff. Um, it's results driven, but yeah, I think when you look at when you look at BYU and uh, Georgia State, he definitely exceeded expectations. A lot of people were thinking we may only win one or two games this yeah. year. So when you look at we have the potential to finish uh, above five hundred, we have the potential. To, Potential to go to a bowl, you have potential. There are set. There are two more wins left on the schedule. Depending on who we play in the bowl game, if we get to a bowl game, we have three wins on the schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say after the Georgia State game, if you take, if you look at that, he exceeded expectations. If you look at before the season, he met and maybe exceeded expectations. Maybe exceeded. Yep, I'll say that because, like you said, some of us had him picked at seven and five. Crazy people had him picked at nine and three. Uh, people who were, you know, that, you know, that week one, these people were feeling really good <coughs> when we lost that game. The people who were picking us at five and seven, four and eight, they were going week one. They're like, told you so, told you so. Now they're a little bit more quiet, but yeah, but yeah, they, they could still be right about five and seven. Hope not, but they could still be. I um, mean, after the Georgia state game, everybody thought we were going to win maybe one or two games. Yeah, I mean, I was getting really after the, um, the Florida games and I got real nervous. Because, you know, I was thinking how you still have, you know, you still have a UAB, which is another, you know, should get you two wins. You, you still have, I knew Kentucky didn't look great. We knew Vandy was looking worse and worse every passing day. Uh, I was like, I feel like you get at least four wins. Mm-hmm. So I, after the Georgia State BYU game, I was like, I feel like you get at least four wins. Florida came, or we went to Florida, and I was like, maybe two wins. Yep. I was getting nervous. Um, you said we have some questions. Yep. Some questions. Oh. So at TWA one oh six seven two seven nine three. That's one of our favorite guys. Yeah, he's, he is. he's always, I he's always that name too. Yeah, yeah, great great thing. No, no one's gonna duplicate that. So uh he said, What's your thoughts on Chris Morris attending the Tennessee versus Kentucky football game? Do you feel like he was really there for Kentucky? In my opinion, he was there checking up on Tennessee. Do you feel like we were still in the running to flip Morris come signing day? Was he on an official? I don't know if he was on official. If he was uh, on an official. I'll say this: if he was on an official, he was there for Kentucky. You're meeting yeah. with coaches. 
you, you usually get there on an official Friday night unless you have a game. Um, but most people try to schedule there. I don't know. I think, I think it was unofficial. If it was unofficial, you never know. He might have been just taking advantage of a free trip. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think Chris Morris is, you know, following his recruitment a little bit, I think it's going to come down to signing day. Now, if he ends up deciding with Texas A&M, I don't think that would really shock anybody. But I think Tennessee is going to be in it until the end. Gotcha. Um, and I think it helps Tennessee that we went in there and won. Right. In front of him. I don't, I don't think that hurts whatsoever. Um, but he's kind of seen Tennessee a couple different times, and we've won some of those games. So, I feel like we put ourselves in a good position. Now, whether he chooses us over Texas A&M or not, I feel like we're right there with Texas A&M competing-wise. Right. So, I don't know. News. I mean, we we don't play in the West, but we do have to play Alabama every year. We have to play Georgia, Florida. You know, those, those are tough opponents. Yeah. So... Absolutely. You know, I feel like we compete enough with Texas A&M that we'll have a shot come signing day. Um, got some more. Drunk bearded ball in Georgia, another front of the pod. He says, uh, "Out of college football fans in the SEC, which one's the most loyal besides Tennessee? Of course, the most loyal. Whew, that's tough, dude. I mean, maybe Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, they." They've I mean, been selling out for years. That's all they have to do up there is be yeah. a fan of that one team. But Right. College football or just fo- football in general? He says college football. College football. Yeah. Whew. That's tough. That's a tough one. Um, I feel like you gotta put you got to be fair to Clemson. They storm the field every time. That takes dedication. <laughs> to storm the field after, like, a mild-mannered win over, like, an ECU, that takes dedication. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm a storm the field guy. You beat a big team, you storm the field, in my opinion. Yeah. But pay for it later. <laughs> to get pumped up and be like, yeah, we're storming against, you know, Southern Meth, you know, not Southern Methodist, that's SMU. God, I can't wait it's, to beat Boston College. Yeah, storm, storm the, the field. Yeah, it's, it's almost, like that takes, some, that takes some dedication to just get really pumped up. Yeah. Them. Especially like you're like number one or number two in the country and you're like, oh, yeah, once we beat Boston College, I'm be out. Yeah. There. Especially those years. Um, yeah, yeah, that takes dedication for sure. <laughs> and then, like, to think about this. They have to wait for their team to take a bus around the stadium just to run out. Like, that's a long waiting period. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another good good, good dedication team. Like, Kentucky. I've got to give it up for Kentucky, man. To, to have to put up with a terrible football team just to have a good basketball team, that takes dedication. And then uh, to waste all your good, hard-earned coal mine money on a Final Four run just to get beat, that sucks. Yeah. That takes dedication. Uh, I feel like LSU fans. I know they had they've had it pretty easy, but you got to respect them too, you know. Um, Let the band play neck. A and M, A and M to look as gay as hell for your football team. That takes dedication. That takes some pride. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, that's pretty pretty impressive. Uh, I'm trying to think of some some other good ones. Kansas. I know they've only got like thirty thousand fans, but. That's 30,000 dedicated people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have we have a sixth man. I mean, Texas A&M got a 12th man. We got a sixth man. We got six. <laughs> we'll beat you to it. Oh, what's another good what's another good one? Good, like, fan base? Yeah, a good fan base. Like, a, a good, dedicated fan base. I'm trying to think of some good I think ones. Penn State would be one. Penn State's – okay, so my dad and brother went to the uh, Outback Bowl when we played Penn State. 
and they said they were the best fans we've ever been around. Hmm. Yeah. They said it was actually kind of like, I mean, obviously you've been around Tennessee all off. You know how good the Tennessee fans are usually better than any other ones. And uh, my dad said that my dad said this and he said that Penn state were far and away better. He's like everywhere you went, you know, like you hear go Vols. It was like a chant of we are Penn state like, everywhere you went. And when they were hmm. in Tampa. So yeah, Penn state's definitely gotta be up there. Any any team in the north um, that has fans in the stands in November, King of the North, you've got to be dedicated, right? Like imagine going to a Wisconsin and uh, Iowa State game on November, you know, twenty seventh, and it just snowing the whole game, and you just watch teams just you know run power off formation at each other the whole game. Oh yeah, yeah, that takes dedication. And they win like <laughs> the seventeen finals, yeah. of. Nine. You spotted him like four points. I mean, yeah. that was, Thirteen to nine. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that takes dedication. Um, that's that's the only. I don't even know of any other ones. That's yeah, just Vols, baby. <laughs> Vols for sure. Um, so Ethan Dixon asked, "Do y'all think letting Josiah come off the bench a game or two might help?" I don't know. Potentially, I. I don't understand. I mean. <clears throat> that's that's what's crazy just about <coughs> players in general and um you know if you've watched your usual he wants career, to be the sixth man <laughs> yeah if you if you've watched and you're familiar i mean you realize that players are different but especially when you coach i mean first off every player is so different oh yeah like you coach you coach every player differently mm-hmm. um and then every player has a far and away different mentality it, you, it may help you know that one year jordan bowden played better off the bench it may help. I, I don't know. Apparently, JG's been able to play better off the bench. I mean, sometimes players need that. They need to know that they're the guy, and they need to start. And they need. To, I mean, it's just how some guys need that mentality. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he's he's struggling right now. Yeah, um, finding his shot. He, he just if, he just doesn't look comfortable. He, he looks nervous. He doesn't looks like he has any confidence whatsoever. So I think it more has to do with being a freshman than being a starter. I know, but still, like you, you would think as a freshman, like you're that good at basketball, you'd have some production. But you're not like Kumwa. He's a he's a freshman. Right. I mean, he put up eight and seven last night. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that that's true. It's just, I think it's. I mean, really, I I think I think he's going to be fine. Right, right. I think it's just going to take some take time for him to get comfortable. I don't think he has an identity the way he plays to me. It doesn't look like he has much of an identity as a player. Yeah. Like what, you know, we talk about him being a distributor. He doesn't look great as a distributor right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously doesn't go to the hole. He's not looking to take a shot first. Defensively, he's not like a hard-nosed defender. I mean, I, I just don't think he has an identity right now as a player. And I think that'll build over time. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I, I think it's going to be like this whole basketball team. You know, they're going to get – they're going to take their, their lumps and, and bruises. But at, toward the end of the season, they're going to be playing their best basketball. Right. In my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. Any other questions? That's it. All right. Well, in that case, in that case, I'm going to tell you guys about my friends at 865 Axe Throwing. It's a one-of-a-kind experience. It's perfect for date night, birthdays, anniversaries, friends' night out, wedding parties, corporate team building events, and for us, a good Saturday morning fun. Yeah. Or Saturday mid-afternoon. I don't know, mid-afternoon, whatever you want to call it. A65 Axe Throwing, where locals hang out. They're the first axe throwing range in Knox County and the only outdoor range in the area. They have fr- uh, friendly and knowledgeable axe coaches that can teach anyone how to throw confidently and safely. Once you stick your first axe, you will be hooked 
located only 15 minutes from downtown. Their atmosphere can't be beat. Throw axes, play cornhole, tabletop checkers, mega jenga, or hang out by the fire. They're family-friendly farm fun. Guys, go check them out. They're they're uh, they're doing a holiday market this Saturday from November 16th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. They've got axe throwing, obviously, local craft vendors, and food trucks. We're going to try to go check them out on Saturday. Probably morning is going to work best for us. Um, I'm hoping, man, either like hot chocolate or hot apple, hot cider. That's what I'm hoping for because it's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be a cold one. Dude, I want hot toddy. I don't know if they'll serve them after <laughs> on axes, but they might. <laughs> I hope not, or I'm not going. Uh, <laughs> good news also. So the holiday market, check them out this weekend at the holiday market. Also on Twitter, axe throwing, A65 axe throwing, Facebook, A65 axe throwing, website coming soon. Also, when you go to A65 axe throwing, tell at check in, give them the promo code more important issues. That'll get you $5 off. Go do that. Check them out. Check them out on Saturday. It sounds like it's going to be a fun time. Um, it's at 5821 Bayblay Road in Knoxville. Like they said, 15 minutes from downtown. Easy drive. Check them out. Throw some axes. It, yeah, don't. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for Saturday. I don't know oh, how dude. good I'm going to be at it. I hope I, hope I don't suck. <coughs> I just hope be... I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ditto, but better than you. Like, it'll be really disappointing if I'm terrible. Especially because I'm wearing my lumberjack shirt today. My, my flannel jacket. It'll be fine if I'm terrible, <laughs> but at least I'm better than you. <laughs> um, SEC power rankings. We don't usually get a lot of... We've, we've also rambled on about Tennessee because we can do that. Yeah. Um, but we don't get a lot of chances to talk about... So we get paid to do, right? Exactly. <laughs> other than uh, other than Tennessee or, the, or our opponent that week. So we are going to run through some football SEC power rankings. I assume you meant football when you told me that. What if it is basketball? I'm oh, screwed. I'm not... It might be the same this year. I'm just kidding. Well, LSU at the top, it might be the same. It's got potential. LSU won. LSU won. That's what I've got. Bama at two. I don't think you can put him any lower. Bama at two. Georgia at three. Georgia at three. Florida or Auburn. Which one you got? I have, I have Auburn. You have Auburn at four? I've got Florida at four. I have, I have Florida at five. Just Auburn, cause, probably just because I don't like Florida. <laughs> Fair. Cool. Auburn at five. Let's see who you got at six. I've got A&M. I got A and M as well. Is it Tennessee at seven. Tennessee at seven, there baby. That's uh, a, that's that's the top half, right? Top half. It's all you need. It's all you need. Uh, I've got Mizzou at eight. I got South Carolina at eight. Ooh, I've got South Carolina way back. I know they've got. Uh, they've only won. I, I I realize. I don't know. You know they only have four wins this year. Yeah, four and it six. is very very possible for them to finish with zero wins or finish with no more wins. So four Ooh. wins. Muschamp gets fired if they finish with four wins, right? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Um, I've got Mississippi State at nine. I got Kentucky at nine. Kentucky at ten. Ole Miss at ten. USC at eleven. I have Missouri at eleven. Okay. I've got Ole Miss at twelve. Ooh. I'm not. I know they've had a couple good weeks. I guess the past four weeks have been good, but nah, not yeah. impressed. Thirteen. Vandy. Thirteen. Vandy and Arkansas. Fourteen. Yeah, the the Ole Miss thing. I'm just not. I know you're fifteen. Prob- I had or fourteen. I had Tulane, and then fifteen. <laughs> I had Arkansas. Tulane joining the SEC again. Yeah, they're back. Where do you have Sewanee? So yeah, so so Arkansas sixteen. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, uh, I I realized you probably should look more at the last few weeks. Um. But I just I'm not bought into Ole Miss. I don't think they're that great. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Um. 
We are going to talk about the college football playoff. Do you want anything else about the power rankings? I mean, I just oh, want to say, like, it's, like it's, it's great to be a Tennessee Vol. It is. It, it, we are the, the Lady Vols going into South Bend, beating number fifteen and, and look, Notre Dame. I realize they lost a bunch. I think they lost their entire starting five. They haven't lost a home game besides UConn in a hundred and fourteen contests. <coughs> I don't care who your starters are. That's a good basketball team, and yeah. you beat them. And you didn't play phenomenal outside of a couple players. You didn't play great. You had 28 turnovers. Renea Davis had yeah. uh, the game for her lives. Absolutely. She was the, the first ball her, to put up 30-10 and 10 since Candace Parker. Her Candace, I was going to say her Candace Parker game, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I really, I, I'm rooting for uh, Kelly Harper to do and really well. And they started two freshmen and one sophomore. So, I mean, this team isn't, and I think Renea Davis is a junior. So, I mean, four of those starters are coming back. Did you notice how big we were? We're huge for a women's basketball team. Got some size. We do. Don't don't tell them to their face that they're huge. I, <laughs> for I your, won't say that to for a your safety female. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't say that. Oh, you're big. What? Dang girl. <laughs> when we, uh, I saw this is we we're in high school, and I saw. Uh, I guess it was Mae. Uh, no, uh, Mayman. Is that how you say it? Jerome Mayman. Jerome Mayman walking around. And I was like, like he was walking behind me, and you, you could just feel him. He must have been at the mall. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I get what you're like saying, you're but tall, it's just funny. Like you could just like, you can you just were feel like, what him, is man. going on? And I turn around, and it's Jerome Mayman. I was like, dude, you were like tall. And Hunter goes, Hunter Payne was like, how did you get that tall? And um, Josh Richardson, I think it was Josh Richardson. It uh, it might have been um, Jordan McCray. Jordan McCray, one of those two guys. And he was like. I don't know where you put my smoothie. It's like, uh, was it seaweed? It's like seaweed. And I was like, I'm going to try that. <laughs> I'd like to be that tall. <laughs> so seaweed. Did you try it? Huh? Did you try it? No. <laughs> That's why you're still short. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly why. Um, uh, but yeah, like, so Lady Vols win. Alabama loses. Tennessee wins in Kentucky. Tennessee wins against Murray State. Roll Tide. <laughs> Roll Tide what? Um, Apparently people are mad about that. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't understand it. I don't get it. People are going to get mad about everything. Fair, fair. Um, Kentucky loses to Evansville. <laughs> that was – dude, I was like, there's no way they – I've watched the final three minutes and Evan – I think it was the final – yeah, Evansville had three shot clock violations in the final yeah. three minutes. Yeah, they And did. they lost. Or they won. Sorry. Yep, they won. Kentucky lost. And Memphis lost. And Memphis lost. And they're playing an ineligible player. <laughs> they technically are just going to lose forever, apparently. Like, so They don't care. I respect it. What if they do go on, like, they keep this restraining order going forever, and they go on and win a national championship? How just, like, I honestly would love that to happen just to be like <coughs> seven double birds to the NCAA. Like, F you. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, it's like Reggie Bush. You know, they won, like, he won the Heisman. He, they won the national championship. Nothing you say or, is going to make people forget that. I'd kind of like as much as did I hate they Memphis, win it before. I'd laugh, huh? Did they win it. Yeah, he. They found that. Out. They did that investigation. No, did they win the national? They didn't against Vince Young. They didn't his senior year or his junior year or whatever. I thought they won one with him though, but they had to vacate because he was getting paid the whole time he was maybe, on campus. I mean, maybe they did before that Texas game, but I thought that it was Texas USC and yeah. Texas won that one. Wasn't that? I thought they were. But like, yeah, like did they actually take the trophy from him? They took the Heisman Trophy from him, which that in the NCAA. That's the Heisman Committee, which I find it hilarious. Like, who cares? He took money for his family, and you got. I'm not hating on Johnny Manziel, Manziel at all, but then you've got Johnny Manziel running around here 
And you haven't taken and that, their whole thing was like character. So you took away Reggie Bush's for for taking money, but you let Johnny Manziel keep his. And I'm sure there's other athletes we can name. Cam Newton kept his. What did he get in trouble for? He didn't do anything. He did the. Um, oh yeah, but that was at least that was before the Heisman. Yeah. In fairness, Cam <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean the character that like they selected him after knowing that they they should take it away from him for. But dude, let him keep the trophy. Good lord. I is he, he still not in the Hosman things? I've is he? Is he in the Hosman House things? I don't know. Is that I, what we're talking I don't about? think so. I think he used to be, but I don't think he's on there anymore. That sucks. I really thought he won a national championship. I don't know why I thought that. They won a lot of games while he was in school. <laughs> yeah, though. For he was in school for three years, I guess. Yep. Um I don't know where we're at now. Oh, college football playoff. I guess we'll talk about that real quick. Um, just run through the four. LSU uh won. Ohio State two, Clemson three, and Georgia? Question mark four. Yeah, that's stupid. I just like I'm. I'm I don't care, but it's stupid. I'm in the boat of let's say everything stays the same and we go to the end of the year that Bama shouldn't be in the playoff, but Georgia shouldn't either. No, like I I know, I know it's the Big Twelve, but if Baylor (coughs) is an undefeated Power Five team, conference champion Power Five team, they have to get in. Yeah, that that's what I'm that's (laughs) what I'm saying. Like it's no matter what happens with Bama, do you do you have? If Oregon goes on and has one loss and a conference champion, do you put them in over Bama? You got to. If their loss is to Auburn, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And then, yeah, if Baylor goes undefeated, they're in. If if Oklahoma has one loss and they like, win it. But I feel like that loss is not good. Wait, they lost to – who they lose to? Kansas, Kansas State. Yeah, maybe. Let's get back. But they won a conference champion. So, so what are you going to bank – are you going to bank on – yeah, Alabama lost to number one, and I don't think they. Sh- I think they should be at four over Georgia because Georgia lost to a four and six South Carolina team. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think it. I think it just depends on who that. When you look at the conference champions, like who that one loss is to. So Utah's is to USC. If they're the Pac-12 conference champion, I feel like Bama has a chance of getting in over someone like Utah because that's not a good loss. Yeah. Whereas like <coughs> Auburn, lost, like if Auburn, I mean, I guess if Alabama goes and absolutely annihilates Auburn but I don't think that'll happen, mm-hmm. then I guess there's a chance that, that Auburn loss could look a lot worse. I think Auburn has a good chance this week. Georgia's not look great. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. It, it's going to get interesting, but they, I don't think... They they literally can't get in. If there's that many teams the that biggest, has yeah. a similar resume, they can't. I mean, the thing is, is nothing can be determined today because it's all going to matter. These last few weeks, all of these people in the top seven, eight, have really key matchups, and then they all have conference championships that are going to matter more. Unless you want to favorite one over the those Power Five, if you want to favorite the SEC, then you can maybe put Bama like, in, but then you're going to hear it all the time. But how do you – I think if you favor the SEC, I think the college football playoff needs to step back and go, what are we really analyzing? Like, if we're going to favor one conference over the other, it should just be one big <coughs> Yeah, conference. I mean, I, don't, I just don't know about the eight teams. Like, I'm not a I, fan. I'm not. Huh? A fan of, I'm not a, I don't know if I'm a fan of eight. I just think it's too many. Like then you're getting to the NCAA tournament where then your regular season doesn't really mean much. Yeah, it doesn't mean as much. Because I mean, what there'd be two. Uh, I need to look at the top ten. Because you, you have potentially to have two screw ups. Yeah, It'd be interesting. I, I right now I'm okay with the four. You definitely have some kinks to work out. And the fact of the matter is, is let, let's say we have a great year in college football. There's gonna be a good team left out. It's just how it is. Yeah, maybe I mean, two. And it, and it's always worked out. Even when Ohio State was – it was questionable that they got in, they won the whole thing. Yeah, and I want to talk about this thing, the Peter Burns tweet. He said that Bama should be in if it happened ended tomorrow. 
and I guess I don't disagree, but he said that sometimes the best team isn't the most deserving, but that's true. But we're when you make this college football playoff, you should be going on the most deserving. Point blank period. I don't care if if the most if Baylor goes undefeated in the conference champion. Are they going to get twaxed in the first game? Probably. They were a power five team that took care of business the whole year. They're the most deserving. Yeah. They should be in it. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. Like the most deserving teams are the ones that should be in it. Not I mean, they're, necessarily. They're, the they're really going to be in the conversation if they go and beat Oklahoma this week. Bama's probably still uh, without Ohio State. Maybe the number three team in the country. Bama's probably number two or number three in the country. But they lost. They're not the most deserving. They shouldn't technically be there right now. Yeah. And and they're not going to have a conference champion. Same. Yeah. Same thing for Georgia. Championship. Yeah. I guess Georgia has a chance to be the conference champion. Maybe that's what the committee's thinking. I don't know. Yeah. If Georgia if Georgia wins it, who gets in over LSU and Bama? It's got to be LSU, right? They have the head to head. Oh yeah. But they, but since it's not a computer system, it doesn't like the committee can go. Oh, Bama passed the eye test better. LSU. Yeah. That's gonna be nuts. Uh, I hate it. Uh, Brandon Gann asked at Brandon Gann one two three. He said. Do we know how much? Uh, do we know a number on how much Reggie made a year? I don't know if we ever saw a number. I can do a quick check. Uh, I think we did hear a rumor though that he drove a Rolls Royce in college. Nice. Yeah. So a fair amount of money. <laughs> um, sounds like a sports agent. Oh, a sports agent sued Reggie Bush for not repaying over two hundred ninety thousand dollars in gifts. That was just one guy, a sports agent. Not even the not even the boosters at USC. So, yeah, that's that's pretty insane. A lot. He was making a lot. A lot of money. Um, let's look at the college football this week real quick. Don't forget, we got some action all week. We had action on Tuesday night. Got some going on tonight, starting here in a couple minutes. Then Thursday night, not just action, also some real some action in the ACC playing on Thursday night. Ugh, who's that? North Carolina and Pitt. Pitt. That'll be fun, man. Then we got some Friday night games. Uh, Saturday, it's going to be a good little little slate. Uh, <coughs> I feel bad for Mississippi State. Oh, um, God. Alabama's, Did you see the video of that? Alabama's upset, which, like, why are they surprised? Like, like they're all, like, mad, like, oh, do, did, they, did they watch that game? Crap. <laughs> they I heard mean, about us losing. <laughs> if the committee doesn't watch the LSU-Alabama game and they only see the final score that they lost by five, they're probably in. But they saw in the third quarter where it was – Thirty-three to thirteen, they lost by. Probably should have lost by like nineteen. Yep. So, um, you've got Florida and Missouri. I'm just curious to see if Kelly Bryant plays, and if he's. I mean, Barry Odom said he doesn't expect him to be fully healthy, which I find interesting, but said he expects him to play. Find that interesting. Um, they're only a seven point favorite. Interesting. Is. Interesting. It it is at Missouri, but still. Yeah. Um. What do you? So at the fifty-one point spread. What do you think Ohio State beats Rutgers by? Are you taking Ohio State to cover or Rutgers? Oh, my god! Remember, good teams win, great teams cover. The line is 52. Oh, is it 52? It was 51. Yeah. It's moving on up. Um, Dang. I'll... Ohio State, think about this. They kicked an onside kick up, what, 43 last week? The high is going to be 40. I'm taking Ohio State to cover. Yeah, I probably would, too. <laughs> uh, Georgia at Auburn, it's going to be a good game. Uh I, 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 Georgia should. I mean, Georgia's a favorite, I think, but two and I, a half. Don't think I'm counting Auburn out. Uh, I'm sure all these games Georgia I didn't write them down. That, Minnesota right. at Iowa, man, undefeated team rolling into Iowa. It's not at night. That's good, but I'm sure it'll get dark there early. It's 4 p.m. 
I don't think I like it, man. I don't think I like Minnesota to win that game. I was favored by three. I think I take Iowa at home. I think I do. Uh, LSU at Ole Miss. Coach O getting some revenge. Oh, <laughs> like gosh. he really needs it right now. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma and Baylor. That game is really big for playoff. Is Joe Burrow the Heisman? I don't know. I Has he looked like a Heisman <laughs> candidate? His stats say it, but like when you watch games, you know, like it doesn't feel like you're watching a Heisman quarterback, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, mean I, I guess because we've been so spoiled with. You know, Tua and, right. and Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, guys that can do it with their legs and that Joe Burrow's just, like, launching it all over the field. Yeah, I mean, his stats say Heisman. It's just, like, you watch it and you're like, I just doesn't feel like a Heisman. Yeah, it's like I'm watching a Heisman yep. candidate. Yeah, because yeah, his wide receivers are really good, too. That that helps. Um, Oklahoma, Baylor, that has big playoff implications just because, like I said, if Baylor wins that game, they should really win out um, and get, that gets them a conference championship. Uh, I, I'm curious, man. I don't know. It's Oklahoma by 10. In Waco. I, I think I'd take Oklahoma. I just, you know, I, Baylor may have the, I don't know, Baylor, Baylor may have it this year. Um, Whoever has the best defense will probably win. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Truly. Um, App State at Georgia State, I mentioned that one just because you have a top 25 App State and a number 25 exactly. And then Georgia State has made a little bit of noise this year. I think they're already bowl eligible. Yep, they're 6-3. and three. Yeah. Uh, South Carolina A&M. <sighs> Man, Muschamp does not have an easy road to get bowl eligible. Uh, let me double-check this schedule before I just rattle off names. Obviously, A&M this week, and then Clemson, final game. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, bud. He's, I mean, he might be canned. Yeah, they're not That, that could bowl. be bad for Tennessee. could be good for Tennessee. I don't know. What if they beat Clemson? They beat Cle- Georgia. <laughs> Clemson's out. How did they beat? I don't know. I don't Dang know. it, Blankenship. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, NFL. NFL. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Before we get into the NFL, I got some other friends to tell you all about. We've got it. I forgot to put the ad on here, guys. I'm so, so sorry. But you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up now. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. You need it to arise. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Guys, I know most of us talk a good game, but Bluetooth really helps us follow through. It's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no way in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit Bluetooth.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special code ARMCHAIR. That's A-R-M. C-H-A-I-R. Just pay the $5 shipping. That's all you're paying for is shipping. Again, that's BlueChew. B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code armchair to try it for free today. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Guys, don't just talk a good game. Follow through with BlueChew. Go there right now. Well, not right now. Wait till the end of this podcast. Uh, get that free, free little test run, if you will. Go check them out. Now some NFL. Some NFL. Uh, power rankings. Um, number one, who you got? 
I got the Ravens. Ooh, see, I was debating. I'm still going with 49ers. I've got the 49ers. They dropped for me. Okay. They dropped for me. Just because you lost. I know. Number two. Uh, New England. Got New England. Okay. I got the Ravens at two. Okay. Three, I've got Seattle. Three, I got the Pats. Four, the 49ers. Four, I got the Seahawks. Okay. Five? Five, I have the Packers. Ah, I've got the Packers too. I was curious. Yeah. I think the Saints are kind of right there, but they had a bad loss. They did. That, that was an ugly loss to Atlanta. At home. At home. It's never good. Dude, who's, MV- who's MVP? Is it Lamar Jackson? I feel like it's got to be Lamar Jackson, right? That's crazy. Right. If, you, if it ended the day, it's got to be Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I mean, it, the NFL is like crazy because it'll always be a quarterback. <laughs> always. McCaffrey, man. <laughs> I love that man. Even though he got tackled at the one. If he was an inch taller. <laughs> It's a touchdown, and we go for two to try to tie with a pack. But, whatever. Is Kyle Allen the Carolina quarterback from now on? Dude, you got you got to. Like, Cam – sorry, Cam. Like, for one, you don't have to pay Kyle Allen a crap ton of money. Until he starts winning you some real ball games. Then and you then you can go win. get some – go get something for Cam Newton while he's still <laughs> standing. Hey, Colin Kaepernick might be making a comeback, so I heard. it may not be worth anything. I heard. <laughs> we'll see. Kid. Rolling into segments, before we do that, we have another friend of the pod to tell you about. Friend of the pod, and that's our friends at Manscaped. Guys, it's No Shave November. That does not mean you don't shave your area, your lower area, the low hangers, if you will. <laughs> you can keep your face warm. Don't keep... You don't have to keep your nuts warm. They're already warm. So go check out Manscaped. Um, the best electric razor I've ever used. The Lawnmower 2.0. Made with skin safe technology. So no nicks or nags on your nuts. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, they also have the plow, which is a really nice metal razor that they have. Um, they also have ball deodorant. So you want to keep your nuts fresh, shave them. Use ball deodorant. Check out manscaped.com. Um, you can use the promo code armchair to get 20% off plus free shipping. 20% off plus free shipping. Visit manscaped.com. Guys, go check them out. Your balls will out. thank you. Oh, they will. Oh, they will. It's too, or, sorry, segments, Jumbotron. I don't know if we've talked about this. Do you have one? God, I've got one. Okay, oh, what's do you up? have one? Yeah, no, no, go no? ahead. All right. Performances you would like to see in Neyland with Garth Brooks coming up this Saturday. Okay, I feel like that's a good one. Yeah, comment if you're if you're in here on the live. Um, I got it pulled up. Comment with uh, performer, artist, band you'd like to see in Neyland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't know. So I'm going to just try to rattle some off. Yeah, um, but I'll I'll let you start if you have an idea. Do you have an idea? Oh yeah, I got one. Okay, go. Luke Holmes, definitely. <laughs> I don't think he gets out an arena. I'm sorry, or a stadium. Oh, not. you don't? No, he sold out Bridgestone twice. Did he? Like in. Same weekend, like Thursday and Friday, both. I just wouldn't think he. I mean, that's still probably forty thousand. I don't think Garth Brooks has sold out Neyland. Put that, put that in perspective. Yeah. So, I don't know. It'd be tough. Maybe when we get the renovations, maybe. Actually, I don't even think Bridgestone holds twenty. It's probably more like thirty thousand. Yeah, fifteen. I do know he had to do like he's only going to do one, but he sold it out so fast he had to do another one. Gotcha. And they set it up. It's probably less than fifteen because they set it up in Bridgestone typically on one end. Like like in Tom, but I think Thompson. As far as country music artists goes, it has to be Luke Combs number one. I don't know. Right now, <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like just really good. 
performances that I think could sell out Neyland. I, I, first off, I would love to go to Garth Brooks. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. And I don't necessarily like love his music. I just think it's going to be like a really fun concert. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I feel like to sell out a stadium like that, you need like an old act. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have another one that I would just love to see. Yeah. Go. Alabama. I was about to say Alabama. I was about to say, I feel like you need an old classic act yeah, that like I would, I across love. generations could could uh, all go to. Like that's kind of like Garth Brooks. Like you have several. And singing Dixieland a lot because it's actually about Tennessee. There you go. Be nice. Yeah, like I feel like uh, I feel like Alabama would be a really, really good, yep, really good concert that to, to have in a a stadium that size. I don't know. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to just. Hmm. There's some. You two. I don't necessarily know if I'd want to see them in there, but they'd sell out. I feel like. Ugh. No. I don't know if they would or not. I, just I think don't, they would. I'm not a fan. They of sell out stadiums all over the world. Um, I don't know if Journey would be possible, but I feel like that would sell out. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like the older bands would sell out for sure. Hmm. I'd also like to see Young Thug. Yeah, he wouldn't sell out. No, definitely not. You know who would sell? I out? I feel like that's, Drake that's would be piss close. You off. Drake, Jay Z. I feel like those would get close. Yeah. You know who's gonna who would sell out? That'd really piss you off. Who? Kenny Chesney. God. He'd sell out. I think that'd be a fun concert to go to as well. I don't necessarily like Kenny, but I think I'd probably fun. go, but I was like, I don't really <laughs> like him. His music's good, but I don't really like him. Yeah. <coughs> I think I think it'd sell out, though. The Would, boys of Speaking fall. of the boys from Gibbs, would Morgan Wallen sell out? He might. <laughs> that man can sell to Millamon. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. I love the Millamon. That's no hate towards Millamon. I go to like, I feel like I go to a concert like every month at the Millamon. You but, do go to a lot of concerts. I do. Um but none that would sell out Neyland apparently. Did you see this? <laughs> <laughs> Who blurred it out? Uh I think it was him. Dang, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville, repping the Repping the SD, I love it. I love it. I hope that's not your stupidity. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. If I, I've got. I mentioned the Peter Burns tweet. I'm gonna read it off real quick because um, I think it's really stupid. He said, "Just because you're sick of Alabama doesn't mean they aren't one of the four best teams in college football, which they are. Most deserving, no. But if you were lying to yourself, if you would take Baylor, Minnesota, Oregon, Utah, Oklahoma, or Penn State over them, if your life savings were on the line, again, it should be most deserving." Did you earn your way there? Otherwise, why even play the regular season? You should just go, who do we think the best teams are? Those guys. Yep. So, yeah. My first one is Robbie Stewart. I don't know this guy, but uh, he <laughs> said, um, the Lady Vols get to fly back home oh my God. while Vol football had to ride the bus back from Lexington last Saturday. Yeah, that that's what happens when you have a winning program unranked and beating ranked teams. This is further proof of why Holly Warlick had to go. Now unblock me, Lady Vols. First off, I think that should be the rule. You lose, you drive home. Yeah, that's <laughs> You funny. fly, you, or you win, you fly home. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine, like, UT, like, having a plane on standby and a bus on standby. Like, all right, give us the final. It's coming down to, like, the, you know, buzzer. And they're like, <coughs> all right, we're flying home. Fire up the engines. Like, yes. let's go. <laughs> Who's that stupid? I don't know. But and he was, like, threatening to fight people. And I was like, dude. Yeah. What? Like, we've. He's like, make me shut up. 
What? We've been driving to Lexington and Nashville forever. Yeah, it's well. There's a rule in the athletic department. If it's within so many miles, yeah. you have to drive. Right. You can't fly. So yeah, it's pretty stupid. Um, my next one is my boy Chad Morris, and maybe the entire Arkansas athletic department. We should have known he's gonna be a failure. Um, so at a signing day event last year, he dropped in from the rafters. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't him. It was a stunt double. He didn't even do it. Yeah, they oh. did. They used a stunt. They should have fired him right then. If you can't even drop from the Raptors for some recruits, you ain't going to win football games. Lame. <laughs> My next one is um, a Texas A&M commit. He, um, he put out his you know commitment. He's committed and thanking everybody. And then this is his last sentence. He said, Aggie Nation, I'm on the way to sack shit. B U S S D star star K and talk shit. <laughs> Did he rhyme shit with shit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I'm I sure the put... I'm sure the coaches are like, please take that off. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for committing, but please take that off. Yeah. Uh, my next one is on this my, this guy from Facebook, Jay Stewart, and probably Mark Packer. Jay Stewart may have said it incorrectly, but I know Mark Packer. I listened to him on uh, the Thursday Night Things. I doubt he probably said this. Um, so the guy is saying, interesting conversation on Mark Packer's radio show, which I didn't know he had. He said, talking about teams having to play freshmen and sophomores and about recruiting. He said, Clemson has 80 freshmen and sophomores on their rosters. <laughs> 80. And having to play a lot of them. Same thing at Bama. 80 freshmen and sophomores? Yeah, that's fake. Are you counting, like, walk-ons and managers? Because and, then, yeah, maybe I guess you might have 80. <laughs> the people who come in and clean the the locker room? I, maybe if you add all that up, you get to 80. I don't know. Yeah, that's that seems off. I mean, you can only sign 25. <laughs> How many walk-ons you take in a year? <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Oh. Ugh. Insane. Um, I have no doubt Mark Packer said that, though. I have one more question that I forgot to re- read. God it's dang it, Bobby Pilgrim at VFL Pilgrim. He said, odds on Jennings winning the... <laughs> he was meant to say the, the Blitnikoff. 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 This is award. This is what he put. Oh, I love that. <laughs> he just put the... Smart. You smart. started off and then just put a bunch of letters. Love very that. smart. We knew what you were doing. Um, and then and your bet for who starts at quarterback next year. My bet is going to be Harrison Bailey. Uh, I think he's tearing it up. I just think he looks like a SEC quarterback. Got to go Harrison Bailey. Um, odds of Jennings winning the award. I think we kind of went into that a little bit. I I don't know if he wins it. I, he's got my vote. Yeah, he's going to win the fan vote a hundred times out of a hundred. Right, but. I don't know if he wins it, but we'll see. If if you watch enough Tennessee games, you see why he's in the conversation. Absolutely. 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 Guys, thank you all so much for listening. Hanging with us for a long bye week episode. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been fun. They've been real fun. Is that what they say? Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's been a lot of fun. But we really, 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 really appreciate y'all listening. Make sure you check us out on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, all of that jazz. Landon. He's got something for you real quick. Hey, go check out our friends at A65X Throwing. If 
you uh, need anything from Commercial Bank, go check them out. They've got all your needs. Don't forget to go to Blue Chew. Don't forget to go to Manscaped. A lot of great deals going on. Code armchair for both of those. Make sure you go check them out. Blue Manscaped's armchair, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, code armchair. Make sure you go check them out. Um, really appreciate them for being a part of it. Really appreciate you guys for listening. Enjoy the bye week. If you're going to Garth Brooks, enjoy Garth Brooks. I forgot the victory cap on Sunday. I got it today for the Missouri State win, for the Kentucky win. Go Vols. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.